Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Randy Michelle, Danny back on 101 ESPN. Greg Amzinger, lead anchor for MLB Network was up late last night because of his job, but he's kind enough to get up early and join us this morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing and how uh, how late was it? Uh, you know, it wasn't super late. I went to bed like 2.30 Eastern. So what time is it right now? 8.30 Eastern. So maybe I'm a little cranky, Randy. Do you mind if I can complain about a couple topics from last night just to start things off? Okay? Let her, let pick rip. whichever one. Pick whichever one you guys want to expand on, all right? Uh, the Cardinals need a leadoff hitter. No offense, Tommy Edmond, but they need someone like, where's Otis Nixon? Where's Vince Coleman? Where's Brett Butler? I need a guy that can bunt and get on base and cause havoc. Cardinals are way too stationary. It's boring, and it's driving me crazy. It, it, it just is. I saw D. Strange Gordon get signed by the Milwaukee Brewers. The Cardinals could have used a guy like that. I need a bunt. I need the infield in to start the game. That's what I need. I, I need the other team worried about speed from the St. Louis Cardinals. So that's one thing. Speaking of stationary baseball, the Angels are a team that I'm very high on this year, and I really think they're going to win the West. They hit four solo home runs and lost yesterday, 7-4. to four. four solo home runs. I watched the game, and I was frustrated, bite my nails the entire time. Speaking of frustrated, I'm okay with the Cubs are struggling. The Cubs... 140 team batting average with runners in scoring position, okay? Coming into last night. It was as if, that's the worst in baseball, it's as if the Mets tried to get him going. They committed four errors, like patting him on the fanny. Come on, guys, here's an extra out. You guys can wake up. You're better than this. They scored 16 runs. They eventually did come out of hibernation. And speaking of defense, Luis Arise could have won a baseball game that was epic against the Oakland A's. And he took a couple crow hops and threw a missile into the third row behind first base. Why is that? We are in showcase baseball now. So Elisa Rise, who plays all over the diamond, got a chance because of a couple double switches to go play third base. And he had to show off his cannon, right? We don't see players flipping the ball over to first base like Cal Ripken Jr. used to do and get a guy out by a half a step or like Ozzie Smith used to do or like David Eckstein used to do. We see everyone taking a couple crow hops and they're pretending to be Sean Dunstan. Why? Because we have radars everywhere and they're gauging arm velocity of outfielders, of infielders, of catchers, and it's ridiculous. So Luis Arise could have ended the game with a nice controlled throw. Instead, he tried to throw 95 across the diamond, and that's why it was a walk-off win, the 11th straight win for the Oakland A's. All right, I'm, I'm now I'm positive, Greg, for the rest of the show. All right, let's 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 be positive here, but uh, I want to start negative because I was telling Dan during the break, Greg, every year I expect the A's to be mediocre to bad, and every year they're in the playoffs. Why does this happen every single year with the A's? Yeah. Great evaluation of what they have. Uh, they actually always surprise us with more pitching depth than we expect. 
their their opening day guy, Bassett, is the worst of their rotation. They have a brand-new left-hander named Cole Irvin. His last time out, he was outstanding. He's a big left-hander. I think he's going to be good. Speaking of big, Sean Manaya was one of my uh, picks before this year started to be a, a Cy Young candidate. His last couple have been really good. Frankie Montas has terrific stuff. And then Jesus Lazardo is the most talented pitcher in the rotation. He just happens to be the youngest, and they're trying to nurture him. They got rid of the goggles. It looks like he's eventually comfortable doing that. He locked horns with Barrios the other day, and he outpitched him. They've got talent in the starting rotation. Matt Olson had a swing adjustment. Uh, his bat has to stay upright in his stance if it gets too flat. We talked to him about it on the MLB tonight. Ever since he made the adjustment towards the end of last year, the guy is gangbusters good, and he is an MVP candidate right now for the Oakland A's. If he keeps swinging the bat like he's swinging it, they'll figure it out. you got Ramon Laureano with almost 10 stolen bases this year. They're an exciting team to watch. they got the pixie dust at the moment, and it's amazing with the payroll. They continuously throw out there that they're towards the top of the heap in that division. Greg, the Yankees got off to their worst start in franchise history in more than two decades. Really scuffling. They won their game against Atlanta on Tuesday, dropped the game yesterday 4-1. Uh, to one. What's going on in New York? Tell me what's happening with the Yankees. And the Yankees got us to yell at each other last night. Uh, Dan Plesak, Harold Reynolds are like brothers to me. We always get along famously, but we got into a heated argument. Uh, after I found out the same nugget that you just uh, sort of read to me, it's the worst start they've had since 1991. After they uh, started off 6-11 and in 1991, they eventually lost 91 games that year and eventually hired Buck Showalter, who we now work with at MLB Network. I think we're all overreacting to the Yankees. Please, Sack and Harold were like, this team's terrible. This team's so bad. I'm like, guys, wait. This is the weakest AL East in the MLB Network era. So since 2009, this is the worst I've ever seen the AL East in terms of top to bottom talent. I love the, the Blue Jays lineup, but their rotation, I still have a lot of question marks in the bullpen. And you can do this. You play this game with every team in the division. So what I said last night is we're overreacting. And with the players they currently have on the roster, the New York Yankees, by the trade deadline, will be in first or second place in this division. And, and that's not ridiculous to say, to say that. They've got way too many household names on that team. I think they'll be first or second in the division, and then they'll acquire what they need. Let's say they need a starting pitcher, okay? So the Houston Astros are falling apart. Let's say they're out of it. Zach Greinke's a free agent at season's end. The Yankees go and make a trade to get Greinke. They get another pitcher out of bat. It's what they do. They will be first or second place come trade deadline. Uh, and, and, and the overreaction we're getting right now is 17 games is reminiscent of the 0-and-whatever start the Oakland A's had, 0-and-6, 0-and-7, and now they've won 11 straight games. So I think the Yankees had maybe close to the amount of talent as the Oakland A's. I'm hoping they do, and they'll eventually turn it around. Greg, I'm fascinated with Max Scherzer. We saw him yesterday. He'll be 37 in July. He makes $35 million this year. So if you get him, let's say at the trade deadline, a team takes on about $12 bucks, And I'm, I'm seeing the Nationals have to find a way to pay Juan Soto. they got to uh, find a way to pay Trey Turner, probably. They're paying a lot of money to Strasburg, who's injured. They're paying a lot of money for Corbin, whose velocity is down. So my question would be, does he finish up in Washington, or is it kind of like a Justin Verlander deal a few years ago and a team goes out and says, yep, we want him, and would he be willing to accept said deal? I'm really curious about that. Yeah, common sense would tell you that he probably wouldn't end his career with the Washington Nationals because it doesn't look like the Nationals in that division. Now, I look – 
if you look at the win-loss record right now of all the teams in baseball, the, the NL East is off to a very mediocre start. I mean, no one looks like they're trying to win the division. It's a couple weeks in. It's the most talented division in baseball. It still is. I don't see the Washington Nationals being in the top three there. That said, the Lerner family is extremely loyal. Now, I know they let Bryce Harper walk. They let Anthony Rendon walk. But this is a team that's been built on pitching, and they want Max Scherzer to wear the curly W into Cooperstown. That matters to them. And they're the wealthiest owners out there, were the wealthiest owners, until Cohen and his group got in with the Mets. This is, this is an ownership group that does not want him to wear another uniform. They would never trade him. There was, there was a season where they were kind of out of it, and there was talk, hey, maybe the Washington Nationals would trade Scherzer. And they came out and they said, emphatically, we will never trade Max Scherzer. So, you know, common sense tells you that Madison Bumgarner should have been traded a couple of years ago from the San Francisco Giants. But that is also a loyal organization. They eventually parted ways with him, but that was through free agency. I think they bring him back on a two-year deal that's worth a lot of money. He'll be their version of Justin Turner until Max Scherzer wants to keep playing. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. What is your concern level with the St. Louis Cardinals? It's been the same concern when we had conversations in the spring. They can't score runs. With Nolan Arenado, I thought it would improve uh, a bit. And I think it's better than we thought it was going to be. But, man, this team just does not have any excitement offensively. Um, It's at a point now where if you're John Mozeliak and you're watching a, a growing story, uh, in Milwaukee, and Dan Plesak last night, a former, you know, pretty good brewer, said the Milwaukee Brewers' current rotation is the the best starting rotation in the history of the Brewers organization right now. And he's probably right. Any rotation that's got Brett Anderson throwing 85-mile-an-hour fastballs, to me, is like, really? They're the best they've ever had? But if you do your history on the Brewers, it probably is. Uh, Corbin Burns is a superstar. He is a Superstar. That 40 strikeouts and no walks through four starts is, is like Little League, okay? He's that good. Uh, Woodruff is now their number two. This kid, Peralta, look at his career K for nine. It's like 14. His numbers look like he's a reliever. He was for a while, but now he's doing that as a starter. And then you got Adrian Hauser, who is just steady. Uh, that is a growing concern if you're the St. Louis Cardinals because you got to believe two teams are coming out of the West, two teams are coming out of the East. You, you want to make sure you get in you got to win your division, and it's the most winnable division in the National League. And the Brewers, with a lineup that stinks, I think the Brewers' lineup is awful. They could still easily get this done with the starting rotation being as good as it is, a collective ERA under two, a bullpen as dominant as the one they have. Uh, Brad Boxberger, sleepy move there right before opening day, throwing him with Devin Williams and Hayter is great. I think the Brewers are a team the Cardinals really need to be worried about because they're doing all of this without Christian Yelich. A move or a couple moves may need to be made to try to shuffle things up offensively for the Cards. Hey, Greg, before we let you go, can I give you a a back in my day? (laughs) I love those. All right. Uh, The Cardinals have played 18 games, had 592 plate appearances, three stolen bases. On this date in all by 19... one guy. Yeah, all by one guy. On this date <laughs> right. in nineteen eighty five. So five hundred ninety two plate appearances, eighteen games for the Cardinals, three stolen bases. On this date, nineteen eighty five, Vince Coleman with twenty three plate appearances and five stolen bases oh, in five my games. Goodness. <laughs> oh my I mean, it's a completely different day. And I like your day better. I like Randy's old day better. Give me some excitement, right? We need to do something to distract the starting pitcher, which is another element of speed that we don't talk about. 
when there's a guy like Vince Coleman on first base, you will see mistake pitches because he's distracted with what's going on over there. And that's when Tommy Hurd drives the ball into the gap. And now you got runners on the corners for Jack Clark coming up to the plate. And everyone's worried. This is what I miss. I Greg. miss your day, Randy. Greg, 1987. There's a Sunday afternoon game where Coleman just controls the game with the running game. I go into the Phillies uh, manager's office. Lee Ely is their manager. And he's saying, I don't know what we can do. We got Coleman over on first base. He's just intimidating the hell out of us. This is, this yes. is a guy that's stealing bases and intimidating the hell out of the Philadelphia Phillies. How great is that? And, and there were games where I think there was a game I watched where he had four at-bats. He walked once, and the other three were all bunt attempts. Yeah. So he bunted for – he got two hits with a bunt. They got him. He popped one bunt up. But at no point in an entire Major League Baseball game did Vince Coleman try to drive the ball out of the infield. And it was a beautiful thing. I love that. So I, well, we got to get back to using athleticism and speed, and it's why so many Cardinal fans are in love with the game. Give them what they want. Let's get a speedster up there, man. Let's go find somebody. Yeah. Hey, and thanks for coming on, uh, you and Fran Charles and Keith Costas with the St. Louis Sports Commission. We did a little event on Tuesday, and thank you for your participation in that. We had a great time. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Those two guys are much more professional than me, so I got to learn something. It was good. All right. We'll talk to you soon. That is Greg Amzinger, MLB Network. Great to have him with us on 101 ESPN. We'll let him take a nap now. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.